0: Hey guys, welcome back to the CATCH podcast. This is Olivia, I'm back with my co-host Yamina. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, for those who are joining for the first time, again, doing the, my regular drill, um, my name is Olivia. Uh, and also with my co-host Yamina, we are both health educators for the CATCH program at Argus. CATCH stands for Community Action to Combat HIV and Hepatitis C. Um, So basically our job is to test for HIV, hepatitis C, in all demographics in the New York area. And uh, we also give confidential sexual health counseling. um, And we do group sessions as well as uh, confidential sessions. We are currently in the time of COVID still. So we are still doing remote testing. So um, if you are interested in still getting tested for HIV, We still offer that service. So you can contact us on any of our social media platforms, and our links should be uh, with the podcast as well. So today is kind of like a continuation of our series that we have been doing. We've been doing a lot of talks in the past couple podcasts about sex work. Um, The first one, like, what is sex work? What is classified as sex work? And, um, you know, we talked about the criminalization as well as the um glamorization. Glamorization. glamorization yes that's the word i was looking for <laughs> and now we are because we have mentioned this in the t- past two podcasts um we want to talk about more about uh, the individuals of tran- trans experience who are also sex workers because that is a very large population um of sex workers are people who are transgender um trans male and trans women and specifically the criminalization of trans women, specifically of color and black trans women, um, who are mostly affected by a lot of the, or the negative effects of sex work do try to be put on trans women of, of black trans women. So I thought that would be very, um, a good topic to talk about because again, like what we said with sex work, It's that it's such a taboo topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. However, you know, there's so many people involved and, you know, everyone participates in sex work, even though you don't realize it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you go to strip clubs for bachelor and bachelorette parties. You, you know, are signing up for your favorite person's OnlyFans, or Mm -hmm. you are going on Pornhub. This is all just parts of sex work Mm -hmm. that you not even realize that you're contributing to. So um, we thought I'd mention that. So one of the things I did want to talk about um, is what is classified, like what, what is a transgender? What is the term transgendered individual mean? And so um, transgender is a person, or like a person of, or a person of trans experience is a person whose gender identity is different than the gender that they were assigned to at birth. So trans in Latin, because we love those little Latin words. Um, trans means across. So you're just crossing over to a different uh, gender than you were assigned to at birth. So that means if you were an individual who's assigned to, if they were assigned boy, a boy as at birth, and then further down their line, they realized they resonated more with women, and they felt like they, you know, weren't in the right gender this is when they transitioned into becoming, identifying as a woman. So, and same vice versa with someone assigned to being a girl at birth, growing up and realizing they are feel more aligned with being a boy or a man. That's how they transition. Another word you also might see is like cisgender. Cis, again, another Latin word on the side of, and cisgender just means someone whose current gender identity aligns with the one they were assigned at birth. So me personally, I was assigned as a female at birth, a girl at birth, and I consider myself still a woman. I consider myself female when I put that down and I'm, you mean also same situation. (laughs) We were both cisgender women. So that's also another word to, uh, word to use word to, so cisgender, transgender, um, you know, transgender women, transgender male. um, Just thought I'd put this out there because there is such a, there's kind of more of an umbrella term, transgender. Um, There's a lot, you know, part of the LGBTQ community. um, And what we know now is gender expression and is very lax or very fluid. Gender is such a fluid thing that um, it's not this linear, like, cookie-cutter thing that everyone believes it to be. so to speak, what societal expectations are. There's a lot of different ways to express gender. And um, I thought I mentioned that as well. So transgender women aren't just seen as, when we talk about it, it's not this specific type of individual. It's very under an umbrella term. There are many kinds of people who consider themselves transgender individuals. So I thought I'd just mention it briefly um, before we get into it. Um, and like we mentioned before about transgender individuals is that um that's a lot of people in sex work are transgender individuals I think a lot of us have known that that's certain a lot of transgender individuals are kind of seen under the poverty line a lot of them don't have the same job opportunities as people who are considered cisgender so a lot of them do go into sex work and become sex workers so I think that's again what we've talked about I'm trying to go back to the other two podcasts to kind of briefly recap everything we have talked about, um, about uh, people who are considered trans feminine, which is another word for uh, transgender women and trans masculine, another word for transgender men. But I think for now, we're just going to, so we don't confuse people. I think I'm just going to, I'm going to use like transgender women and transgender men.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. We can use those two, um, those two words to describe. Are the individuals that we're talking about today. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted, so I was going through um, the internet doing my research,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's, I know we're late, but I just want to bring it out there that um, March 31st is Transgender Day of Visibility. Mm-hmm. So, March 31st is transgender day of visibility and in november it's transgender awareness month um i wanted to read some points of this article um quote some statistics um, so we can get more into detail and bring visibility to what transgender individuals have to go through um specifically now in 2020 so i'm going to start off by the first one It talks about, in the United States, um, there are 1.4 million adults who are transgender. Um, And it's a population that needs to be recognized um, because they are human beings and they deserve um, rights and equality as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to bring that number to light, a lot of people might not know um what transgender individuals go through or might not even be in tune with um the culture. So us being health educators, we educate ourselves, we educate um each other, we educate our in knowing transgender inclusion and speaking the right terms so we don't mm-hmm. offend individuals. So there's a lot of individuals in the United States and we hear a lot of things on the news, we hear a lot of things that go on in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is that anti LGBTQ violence dis- um, disproportionately affects trans people, especially people of color. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read this article According to a 2018 report by the National Coalition of Anti Violence Programs, 52% of anti LGBTQ homicides in 2017 were committed against trans and gender non conforming people. And 40% of anti LGBTQ homicides were committed against trans women of color. I wanted to bring that to light. Um, being the climate that we're going through now um it's you can see it in social media you can see it in the news and especially if you're in this type of work it's very prevalent and we and we need to share this information so we can so we can help and participate and bring awareness to what's happening to individuals Mm -hmm. of transgender community
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i I was doing my research as well um they talked about the hashtag blacks black trans lives matter Mm -hmm. and that is very much obviously a little it's kind of like a different segment of the black lives lives matter but it's more geared towards the trans lives that have been lost because it's kind of an epidemic i would i would use the word epidemic not loosely uh, for this because there are black trans individuals who are being murdered at higher rates than, you know, other individuals, specifically black trans women. Um, and like you said, and like people of uh, also trans women of color, they, they're more likely to engage in the sex trade than, you know, their white counterparts. So again, this is why we emphasis a lot. We do have a lot of research that we as health educators to you know, awareness to this. We do a lot of trainings on this about, you know, LGBTQ and specifically trans uh transgender, nonconforming, non-binary. So for us, like we like our job as health educators is to bring awareness on this. And um yeah, black trans uh trans lives are very much in danger, especially with uh the black trans women who are going into sex work. It's it's definitely uh, you know, they're more at risk uh, for a lot, especially when they go into sex work. So I, that's definitely something we should mention. Yeah. I do know the statistics of, I was reading like a participation one and that people of color, like trans, trans people of color, it's about like 24.4% who participate in sex work compared to like white only, which is 6.3. And then people who are, who consider themselves black or black multiracial racial is like
1: 39.9.
0: So it's, it's, it's such a different disproportion yes. of sex work.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to um, bring up the third um, statistic in regards mm-hmm. to trans people and it highlights what you're talking about. Um, and it gives more context of mm-hmm. why individuals may um, mm-hmm. get into sex work. Um, and white individuals have no access to other um, resources. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, a little long list, so no, bear with fine, me. I'm gonna check. So trans people experience high rates of workplace discrimination as well as poverty. So according to a 2020 study published in the journal ILR Review, Trans people have significantly higher unemployment rates than their cisgender peers. Based Mm -hmm. off of survey responses from over 2,000 trans people and nearly 400,000 non-trans people, cis folks are two times more likely than their trans peers to have access to college education, and trans folks are 11% less likely than their cis peers to have a job. So these are statistics. These are that transgender um, individuals um, experience discrimination, experience poverty at a higher rate than c- their cisgender peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why at this moment for you to speak about that, this leads to the lack of access to um, to transgender people, the lack of um, human rights to cisgender people and Um, in the workplace and just to highlight only 18 states protect trans people from Mm -hmm. workplace discrimination or discrimination in general yeah that's something to highlight um that because of these lack of accesses and resources that individuals um of transgender experience may leave or may go to sex work for a source of income.
0: Right. And, you know, like you said that um, only 18 states protect trans lives in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have to think about education wise. A lot of, you know, people of trans experience don't go on to get like graduate degrees or even college. Some of them just get some college based on, you know, discrimination and the stigma of trans lives. So especially in this country, you can't really do much without specific education levels and degrees to get certain jobs. So a lot of them don't have the means or the schooling to do other things. Um, I think that's also something to mention as well. Like, a lot of them do leave school, you know, uh, based on physical assaults and sexual assaults as well. So it's mm-hmm. not just and harassment, just straight, straight down um, verbal harassment. So that's why I thought I'd also mention as well that um, the education and employment and income levels for someone who is trans experienced is much different than someone who is cisgendered. Um, and it goes even lower. Uh, when they're a person of color or, you know, uh, a black individual. So that's definitely, so a lot of them do lead, end up to go into sex work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, number four,
1: um, trans people face higher than average rates of housing discrimination mm-hmm. and homelessness. Trans people experience homelessness at a rate of twice the national average and are less than half as likely to own a home as their cisgender peers. Housing discrimination is a major problem according to a 2011 National transgender discrimination survey with 19 percent of the trans people saying that they have been refused housing and 11 percent saying that they've been evicted due to trans or non-binary, or due to being trans or non-binary. excuse me. So this affects individuals of trans experience in a major way housing, right. having housing is a, a, a source needed to thrive for any individual so a person of trans experience not being able to acquire a home can lead to a lot more um than just sex work um, having to get into sex work to provide for themselves and to to have an income mental health um, mental health aspects um, not being able and this leads to the next um, the next statistic that's on this and I hate saying statistics but these are yeah. facts that are out there for us to know how this, this affects our um, our, our Peers of not peers, but our transgender um, individuals who are a part of our culture, who are a part of our right. you know, society, who are a part of our programs, um, and who are a part of our lives. You know, we have individuals, families, friends who have a trans um, experienced life, and we have to be more aware of what's going on because we have to vote on laws that protect their family and their friends Mm -hmm. So that's something that i wanted to bring up do you want to add anything um before i get to the next um um
0: yeah um like you said with housing and like we do this to bring awareness because again Mm -hmm. like our trans sisters and brothers you know they are we don't experience what they're going through really important Us to be educated and know the knowledge to have in order for us to, you know, be alongside and support of them. Stick with housing. um, Their chances of getting into homeless shelters and you know being harassed and being thrown out and being physically assaulted increases when they, um, when it's found out that they are engaging in sex work. Mm -hmm. So. Like we said before, it's, you know, for trans lives, it's, you know, a means of survival to get into sex work. And, you know, they are doing everything they can to make ends meet, to make money that they need, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to get, you know, just to get by. But it's also very hard. It's not this very easy lifestyle that we talked about in the glamorization of it. You know, you're not just... Some of them aren't just selling feet pics for $500 Mm -hmm. and, you know, buying a Prada bag or, you know, the new Birkin. It's just, you know, it's like a whole day by day they're taking this. So it's also, let's, we need to like acknowledge that as well, especially, you know, for trans individuals, even though it's for some of them, it's the only job they can maintain. It's also much harder on them Mm -hmm. taking up this job.
1: I wanted to correct myself. I didn't want to seem. I didn't want to sound biased in regards to. Oh, no. same peers, our peers in regards to. Right. society In regards to um, you know, certain struggles, but we will never know. I would never know what a uh, trans individual um experiences in their life. No. Uh, aside from you know certain aspects of being a woman of color, um, myself. So just to make that point, that there are just as much um, needed human rights and respect and justice in regards to their lifestyle, um, um, access to services, just
0: like any
1: other individual.
0: And, so, and you are, you're, you're right though. with with the whole mm-hmm. peer comment though, like there are our peers, there are our neighbors, and, you know, there yes. are our best friends, there are people in yes. our family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're right though, like, you know, as I'm saying this as a cisgender white woman, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, it's always good to be aware and educated on these topics because you, you I won't fully understand yes. yeah. what you are going through, but mm-hmm. I understand that you are going through something and I will, do whatever I can to support yeah. It. exactly yeah right and mm-hmm. and you know I remember being in one of our you know trainings one of the one of the women in the trainings she said, you know particularly as when you're a transgender woman specifically of color, you have like three targets on your back yeah you know mm-hmm. one you're, you're trans that's one target you're a trans woman that's an even bigger target Mm -hmm. and two you're a person on your back but Um, that's exactly what people see us that's a stigma and you know you're more likely uh, you're you're more likely to be put yourself in danger uh, put be put be put in danger i should say than any other um individual so again you need to once she said that like when the woman said that i was like wow She's absolutely right, yeah. and it kind of like stuck with me for the past couple of months since that training. So it's always something to note. Yeah, there's always levels, um, different
1: levels, and we don't want to really get into race, right? And, um, socioeconomic status, but you can tell the difference, mm-hmm. you know, within um, our white counterparts, our gender female counterparts, um, to Individuals, uh, they have three that um, three aspects that like you said is a, as a target but as just dis- that people see to discriminate against them and that is unfair it's inhumane and it's something that needs to be addressed and talked about mm-hmm. and that's why we're talking about it today because again they are peers yeah. they are human. They are our brothers and sisters, our family, friends. And um, we just definitely want to bring to light in in our podcast that we support um, transgender um, female, male individuals, non-binary individuals.
0: Yeah. We fully believe trans lives matter. Yes. And a lot of you might be thinking, like, why are we talking about this? But especially in our field of work, we work primarily with HIV, trans. Trans individuals mm-hmm. have higher rates of STIs and higher rates of HIV, especially with, you know, compared to, like, trans women, compared to, you know, any man who considers themselves queer or gay or bi, they, a man who has sex with other men, it's trans women kind of have higher increased rates um, and are putting themselves more at risk, you know. There is lower rates of condom use, for a lot of trans women and you know, needle sharing for hormones or any type of silicone, you know, there's higher risk of anal receptive sex and, you know, neovaginal sex or rece- receiving, uh, you know, regular anal sex receiving and vaginal sex receiving. So these are put yourselves more at higher rate and lower condom use, you're just already increasing your chances of HIV. So this is why we're putting the and adding on to the sex work you're more likely to not use condoms as much. Again, it's a financial issue. Um, it's criminalizing because you do get harassment as a sex transgendered individual in sex work. So I thought I'd put that out there as well. Yeah. It just leads to my next to my next
1: um, yeah. perfect statement, my next um research quote trans and non-binary people are less likely to have access to quality medical care. A 2017 health policy brief by the Williams Institute found that trans people are three times more likely than their cisgender peers to delay seeking medical attention, Mm -hmm. even for dangerous health problems due to fear of discrimination. Again, fear of discrimination. Because di- discrimination also happens in a um, healthcare setting. Yeah. Nearly 100% yeah. of non-binary people have encountered health care providers who did not provide inclusive medical services, according to a 2018 study published by Health. This is something that is alarming especially in 2020 and there are providers that are not inclusive to individuals of Q
0: community, Mm -hmm. specifically trans individuals. Yeah. And, you know, from, from learning a lot from like transgender individuals that I have briefly talked to, you know, um, you know, and personally, a lot of them are afraid because it's just the whole stigma of it. They don't want to have to go to a doctor and explain to them, you know, their pronouns, what they prefer to be called, like what is going on. Like they don't want to be asking, they don't want to be saying all these things that a a provider should really know Mm -hmm. about themselves. And that's, they feel, you know, they don't feel comfortable at doctor's clinics, even though they will live there. And also financially, like it's also a financial issue uh, for a lot of them. And I've, this is, something that is, it is alarming because you should be able to trust doctors, Doctors. you should be able to trust your providers Mm -hmm. into getting you the best help that you need. And some of the, a lot of trans individuals can't do that. So um, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's hard. It's hard to hear that, Um, especially since they don't have, you know, they don't have the means to go to the doctor, even though they have, you know, life-threatening illnesses especially with HIV a lot of them don't get tested they don't get screened for it they don't have the financial means to have the money for you know any any of the art HIV medication so it's 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 good to know because it brings awareness to it it brings you know doctors now are more comforting to talk to there are LGBT clinics yeah transgender health clinics I know there's one that just actually opened for Northwell, um, mm-hmm. that's all devoted to transgender lives. And yeah, that, this is definitely, we are making bigger strides to it, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot to learn. Yeah. Just to shout out um,
1: some organizations, including our mm-hmm. own, Oh yeah. Argus, Argus Community is a community-based organization that helps um, this um, populations that are just Disproportionately um, not receiving access to health care. Um, we have programs for um, LGBTQ um, individuals. We provide case management through our through our organization. We provide care coordination. We provide um, housing assistance. Um, we provide seeking um, food security, and we provide yeah. access to. Um, referral services to medical facilities like um and other um care organizations like you mentioned nor um normal health um GM- GMHC, also another um yes GMHC. GMHC, um Al Forney, al Ellie forney out some um how about some names? There's a couple more that, that I have in the tongue. Um, the, Brooke, the Brooklyn Center um, also yeah. helps yeah. individuals.
0: You, you did give a lot. <laughs> you know, what, those <laughs> are the ones that I do know, and there are tons that we could, if you yeah. would like to know, if you know someone, or if you are a transgender individual yourself, we will always give you more uh, resources that are more convenient to, d- to you based on location or just your comfortability. Um, yeah. we do have yeah, a lot the, of resources on that
1: yeah the cabin the Calen Lord community health center is one of them too. yes there's so many new york it's um has become very inclusive um in regards to healthcare access, um, access for all individuals yeah. i wanted to shout mm-hmm. out some of these um places um Mount cyanide um new york presbyterian um presbyterian that we have referrals and access yeah. to for individuals who um, test HIV positive. We can give referral links to those locations. Um, it might be in certain states, in certain mm-hmm. cities, the lack of access to care. New York is right. working is working its best to provide those those um, those linkages to individuals who need those services. So I just wanted to mention those places and the places that we work with so people would know that we're not only talking about it but we also provide linkage to care for any individual um, in regards to sexual health education and even housing and food security access absolutely so and this is coming up because this is um voting season i would say Um, And voting is an individual right as citizens of the United States and individuals who um, became citizens of the United States. Everyone should have the access to vote. Trans people, especially people of color and people with disabilities, are more likely to be denied the right to vote. Now, Mm -hmm. this is quoted and, and and has been researched and according to a 2020 report by the Williams Institute, almost a million trans adults are eligible to vote in the United States in 2020, but nearly 400,000 of those folks live in the states that may not allow them to vote due to restrictive voter ID laws. Mm -hmm. the report found that trans people of color people with low incomes and trans folks with disabilities are more likely to be disenfranchised by
0: these laws is just as a question is that because some of them don't have their preferred name on their i would believe
1: so yes i would believe so because um they might not have um updated their information you know or Go under a pseudonym, but their ID says something different. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I- that's so hard. Like, mm-hmm. and just to change your name in general in the mm-hmm. United States, I feel like, like also is such a disadvantage for people who are uh transgender people because, in general, it's already hard enough. Like, I do know women who, you know, take their husband's last name, and even mm-hmm. though they're by law together, it takes a long process to fully. Um, to fully change your name. name. And I do know other individuals as well who has changed their name and it's, it's already a hard process already. So add that on if you're changing, you know, your gender yeah. along with your name, yep. it, it is for some reason just very hard. And I, you know, not everyone wants to go through all that. It's a, it's a, a lot of money. It's, mm-hmm. it's just this whole process. So adding on to that and the fact that they can't vote, even though it's their given right. To vote to in
1: vote. this country mm-hmm. is just it's already. It it has to do with a lot of bias and bias mm-hmm. and, and and um and m- dislike for certain individuals to bring this issue up, especially when voting. Um, they have an ID and it says who they are, and they tell an, an individual which they don't have to, you know, that they transitioned and their appearance is different and then they're denied because of that that's dis- you know that's a disadvantage that they have and it's it's really wrong for um a lot of states to still continue to do and um and practice these type of practices in regards to um restrictive voter id laws mm-hmm. um yeah and it affects has every every vote counts, every vote should count. So that's something to you know that to get into. That's why I love this article and I and I and I yeah. let me bring it, let me bring it to the attention. Even if I'm reading most of it, these are facts, these are yeah. these have been researched, and this is what's going on now in 2020. So yeah. that's yeah. just the highlight, another um aspect that trans individuals have to deal with on top of everything else
0: yeah and you know like you said that these are facts like these are coming from people of trans experience Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. is what they go through so you know it's so important for us to talk about it like to not just like generalize their experience like no these are like the facts these are this is who's going through it because even though, like, there could be someone who, of trans experience who doesn't go through mm-hmm. as much as one individual, that doesn't necessarily mean that that one individual isn't, isn't wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they do. Uh, so I thought I'd mention that. And, you know, a lot of it has, we've talked about this, like, things do, things affect more individuals in socioeconomic status and race. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the same goes for transgender individuals mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's it's important to talk about
1: yeah and it's 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 a necessity for us to highlight mm-hmm. these aspects because this is something that um affects affects transgender um individuals and in the long term it would affect it'll affect society as a whole
0: mm-hmm. will... yeah no yeah and um it's good that we mention this now because you know we just spent like two weeks talking about sex work. And,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: like we mentioned before, sex work, like, there really is no sex work without transgender individuals. Mm-hmm. Tra- mm-hmm. Transgender women, transgender men. Like, there is no sex work, really. Mm-hmm. If you go to the knit and grit of it, yeah. the, it's a, you know, it's a lot of them, especially a lot of, you know, the sex work that don't people don't talk about or that's seen as stigmatizing. So... I just it 's really good, glad that we 're mentioning it now, and you know people are getting more aware now, especially at this time, uh like you mentioned before there 's a lot going on there 's voting rights but uh, I think you know today's even a poll day, I believe um, you know, and you know the election's coming up in November, and you know everyone who over eighteen who is an individual, a citizen of the united states should should have the right to vote, and so trans lives should be able to vote, you know, for their own lives, you know, mm-hmm. for their own care and stuff like that, and I, it's interesting, I didn't realize it was only 18 states that, um, you know, have voter, have individual rights for transgender people in the workplace, yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. I didn't know it was only 18. Yeah, it's, so it's, have-
1: it's a very low percentage, and you know, um, that that don't provide those services for right. um, trans individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring up, I know, the last episode we we talked about polls. Um, yeah. We're going to bring it up again because it's my favorite show. Right. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows. It's, it's, um, it gives you a lot of information and content of what happened in the past in regards to trans individuals and individuals should do their research and right. look for some videos there are countless videos on netflix that provide um content so you can understand um what trans individuals and the lgcb community experienced
0: mm-hmm. back then and what they
1: experience now right. um, that's something um there's a lot of documentaries uh, specifically um laverne Cox. Yes. She's the executive uh, producer of Disclosure, which is also on Netflix. Um, There are older documentaries that you can watch too uh, in regards to transgender history. Um, I just wanted to bring that out um, in regards to the content that's out there. If you're someone who may have some bias, um, towards um, the LGBTQ community or towards trans people, uh, trans individual um, people, yourself, this will give you an opportunity to understand from a different aspect of who they are, what they go through, and what they strive for. So they're just as human as us and should be treated with uh, um, with humility and to, just, to be treated with. Um, with the same rights as cisgender individuals. So um, it's going to lead to a lot of things that happen in certain documentaries that I've watched before that is, um, can be very um, heartwarming, heartfelt, and even sometimes tra- traumatizing to see what individuals have gone through and what they still go through. and one of the things that um we need to to bring to light too is transgender individuals go through a lot especially at a young age so transgender youth deal with a lot of bullying but supporting their transition helps that's something that's a good statement there's a lot of bullying that happens when you're young and you are a transgender youth and if you don't have that support, it can lead to an individual attempting suicide. Um yeah. drastic measures, um as leaving their home because their their family doesn't um recognize what they're going through or understand what they're going through. So they'll, they'll be either um disowned or kicked out because of you know who they are and end up living and having to go through what we mentioned um in statements so right yeah
0: the whole you know mental health a lot of them do have mental health conditions Mm -hmm. a lot of them do you know have mistreatment with drug use and alcohol and so on and so forth that's like very hard
1: mentioned yeah. right
0: they do a lot of them do deal with su- mm-hmm. uh, suicide and you know depression and a lot of anxiety and it's definitely it's something yeah it's definitely something yeah. we should mention especially mm-hmm. with all the stigma harassment that you know the transgender community has
1: and when, it, when you're that young and yes. you have a, a a family that doesn't support you that looks down at you that doesn't agree with who you are or you know, your personality, how you act, right. that in itself is um will give an individual a mental um health condition right. where it can lead to depression, um, have anxiety, um, PTSD, but if there's certain aspects in the household, just like with any household, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't into children. Right. Um, you shouldn't beat your children. You shouldn't um, not support whether they want to do battle you know, be a ballerina, play music, um, dance, yeah. whatever they want to do. You have to be supportive, even in a cisgender mm-hmm. household. It should be the same in a non-cisgender household, or I'm sorry, in a cisgender household with trans um, gender. Right. It is proven, it is proven that mental health improves when trans people receive gender-affirming support. Right. If you support your family, you support your children, and whatever they believe in, and whoever they feel that they are, it can lead to a better outcome. And that's proven, Mm -hmm. you know, that's proven uh, with both a cisgender household, with cisgender Mm -hmm. children, and it's pro- and it is proven with cisgender household with transgender youth. Right. Um, support being supportive, being open, providing those access the access that they need to be who they are. Um. To be to be who they believe they want to be, and no negative, no negativity around it will uplift transgender youth. And they will
0: have a better outcome as adults. Right. They would have better outcomes as adults. Yeah. I, you know, just being treated as an individual, you know, a loved individual Like Mm -hmm. you said that a lot once, you know, family, a lot for us, like it's kind of the forefront of how we see relationships Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and how we see ourselves. So, you know, not having that backbone of a family does a lot to you. Yeah. A lot of, you know, transgender individuals, a lot of people in the LGBTQ, uh, they um, they have like a chosen family, which is, you know, yeah. the family that they chose. They have like a motherly figure, parental figures, that's some sort. And, you know, that's, so, that's something, you know, if your family is your family, they they should love and support you. And, you know, it helps you grow as a person. And it's it's hard to see that. Um, these individuals are not getting that, especially, you know, someone, when you see someone like who was was privileged enough to have a loving family, you know, not everyone had that, not, never had that experience. And again, it's to be aware, it's just to be aware of that and, you know, to fight for changing people's opinions, um, you know, giving them access to all the education they need to see, that trans lives do matter. They deserve to be loved. Trans love matters, you know. Mm-hmm. Trans women, trans men, yeah. Trans people, trans folks, yes.
1: I want to read this last. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. This last research article. So, according to the National Transgender Discrimination Survey, of trans folks have attempted suicide at some point in their lives, a percentage percentage that is more than 25 times higher than that of the general population. Trans people who experience housing discrimination, job discrimination, rejection by their family, bullying in school, physical violence, or sexual assault had an even higher rate of suicide attempts. 2019 report by the Williams Institute, however, concluded that trans people with supportive families are less are less much likely to have suicidal thoughts and behaviors among trans folks who want trans affirming affirming medical medi, excuse me. Let me read that again. Let oh go ahead. Among trans folks who want trans affirming medical care. The report found that mental health improved significantly significantly when people could access that care. So right. this, these are facts. These, this is research that has been done on what we talked about, um, just to put it out there. Trans folks who live in states with gender identity non-discrimination laws are also, the, the study found, less likely to experience suicidal thoughts and behaviors. This aligns with the findings of a 2020 study published in the Lansing Public Health Journal, which surveyed over 22,000 trans Americans that found that those whose IDs have been updated, match their gender, are much less likely to experience severe mental health issues. This is big. In regards to... An individual of trans experience having fulfilled what they feel. So, that like we were talking about the, the, the voting rights, ID might say something, who they are, they're done the way they were born, but who they identify now with. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the same, it can it can affect them. And if it was, right. you know, the, the way this article states, if it was to change and represent who they are now, gives them that much um, affirmation. So that is that is that is something that is um, positive to hear. Hopefully, more states would align with laws like this that allow access for individuals to update their information and things of that nature, where it can help them, where they wouldn't be. Um, they, they wouldn't have, other individuals wouldn't have the chance to discriminate against them because of their ID. You know, so that's, that's something. This article was very interesting. Um,
0: yeah. It's on, uh, very
1: interesting. It's on bus, um, busso, oh, Bustle, B U S T L E. It's eight statistics everyone should know on Transgender Day of Visibility. And mm-hmm. it was updated.
0: March thirty first, twenty twenty. Oh, so the day of trans uh day of trans visibility.
1: Yes day was trans- it was oh, okay. a
0: transgender day of visibility, March thirty-first. Hmm. That was a very good article, especially with the statistics that they gave you.
1: hmm mm-hmm. I was reading
0: um just one from like a meaningful report, like transequality.org. Um, talks about transgender experiences in sex trade. Yeah, very, very definitely good articles to keep ourselves educated. You know, again, like I said, like two cisgender women, you know, for us, like it is important for us to read and educate ourselves on this end of our trans sisters and brothers, um, of their experiences. So, like I said before, it's very important, um, and especially with sex work their experiences in that to understand, because like I said, it's a very, very popular, uh, industry sex work, but you know, people don't talk about it. And this is, you know, we've talked about the glamorization of it. We talked about the criminalization of it. We talked about the trans lives influenced in it and the uh, individuals who do partake in, um, and and do it we you know it also another good uh, another group that is also very much so in sex work is men men that's a very big industry for them as well so um that could also be another topic we talk about uh in another podcast soon yeah in regards to yeah that's definitely
1: we have a lot of things to talk about we do (laughs) in regards to um the context of our work as sexual health educators Mm -hmm. um we what we want to do um especially with this podcast is provide information um for individuals and give awareness to all aspects um of individuals lives um whether they their cisgender um female male whether they're transgender female male whether they're non-binary um when they're whether they're individuals who are struggling through any health um, issue such as um mm-hmm. HIV positive. Um, it's good to talk about that. We're, yeah. both, we're we both have public health degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. public health. Um, is our aspirations. Yeah. Um, it's our goals to provide information and provide, especially communities that um have disproportionate rates of health in all spectrums when it comes to hiv when it comes to the rise in stds and stis when it comes to diabetes when it comes to heart conditions um cbd when it comes to asthma it's 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 a big spectrum and even though we focus on sexual health we also have knowledge of other aspects of um of health in regards to what I just mentioned. So mm-hmm. let's talk about all these yeah.
0: Uh And sex work was yeah, a you, great, topic. great topic. Right. And like I said, like, you know, it's people see it in such a general term, but mm-hmm. it's not, there's so much to talk about with it. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you're right. We do have knowledge on other things because, you know, sexual health, HIV, what we do is public health. Mm-hmm. Um, HIV Is still a very prominent Mm. epidemic that still affects all the communities, specifically the uh, people of color and black uh, lives. Mm. Um, And public health just in general is such a, like you said, it's such a general big topic that we both have the experience and the knowledge on. So if you do have any other questions um, Mm. regarding that, we are still available. Yeah. We have all, we can also give you more resources. I know we mentioned a lot of uh, trans health clinics in the middle, but we do have a lot more resources if you want, you know, any trans awareness education mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or um, sexual education as well. Mental health. Um, yeah, mental health. That's something, you know, right up our
1: field too. We have access and resources and information in regards to mental health. Maybe we can do a mental health um, right. episode coming up soon. We can, yeah. and um. We also provide services for individuals who are struggling with substance use um, disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, public health, is a realm of acts, you know, different aspects of people's lives. And we provide those, those services, we provide referrals to those services. Um, and if you're interested, just give us a call, um, hit us up on Facebook, um, Everything is Confidential again, we are doing remote HIV testing yes. still. Um, it's it's very easy and we can do it with you um, over the phone in regards to getting a HIV test kit mailed to your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested in enrolling into health home services that provide case management, care coordination um, with Argus community, we also um, can give you access and referral services for that something yeah. that we provide this is what we do this is what we love to do and love to talk about um but we are here um we are here for you if you need those services
0: yeah and thank you so much guys again for joining us yes. um and we hope to hope to see you soon hopefully you catch us on the next one if you love us like us give us a like share comment subscribe and all those things and you know also share our podcast with people who you think will be interested as well um love talking about this topic this is definitely a great uh podcast and we hope to see you guys soon in the next one so bye catch you later